deforestation is a major issue. And the more that we build and the more that we build out of wood, we put ourselves and our climate in danger. Or is it the opposite? Can building and construction and sustainable forestry methods actually lead to improved climate conditions, improved ecosystems, and growth in forests? Hi, my name is Chris Novelli, and I am from N3 Architecture based out of Hopedale, Massachusetts. And this is the Home Design Academy podcast where I help people understand design and construction so that they can make better decisions on their projects and communicate more effectively with their architects and contractors. Now, before we get started, I want to take a brief moment here to shout out to Lake Stevens, Washington and Columbus, Ohio. If you're people if you're someone from those two areas, and you're listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you very much. You, Those two areas have by far the most amount of listeners to this podcast. And so while I'm grateful to everyone out there who takes the time to listen to each episode, um, I just want to say thank you to, to you all, right? But especially to you, Lake Stevens, Washington, and Columbus, Ohio. Hit me up with an email. Let me know who you are. Let me know how I can help you. I also wanted to take a moment to tell you all about some of the things that I've got planned for 2021. Um, one thing that I'm working on is an ebook download on how you can get started on your home project or really any project in general. It's going to sort of outline the steps that you need to take to get started on your project. So look for that coming soon. And then also, uh, I'm really soon, I'm really hoping to start a YouTube channel. And I think that the information that I'm, I'm talking about on this podcast is good. I'm going to start bringing in some, some guests to talk, to interview um, about the various products and methods and things that you as a listener can find helpful. Um, but I also want to start to transfer that to YouTube because that provides the opportunity to show some visuals along with me talking. And I know, you know, talk, listening to me talk uh, into your ear might be uh, uh, the highlight of your day, but uh, hopefully the YouTube channel can improve that. Um, so another thing, too, and sort of in preparation of getting onto to YouTube and getting getting that channel going is I've over the past like month or so, I've actually become uh, really active on TikTok. And if you're on TikTok, uh, hit me up and follow me. My name is my my handle or whatever it's called is at chris.n3architect. Uh, so you can find me there. And uh, if you like construction and architecture tips, um, I'm posting almost daily or at least a few times a week. Um, and if you don't know what TikTok is, or if you think it's just for dancing teenagers, well, then uh, that's wrong because over the past year, or at least this past six months, uh, there's been a, a surge of adults and professionals giving professional level tips on there. So uh, follow me on TikTok, go and check it out. Uh, and if you like to see some interesting discussion uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've posted a few uh, uh, videos that have upset some of the contractors out there. So in terms of finishing your basement and why I don't like Tyvek, um, you can go in and read those uh, comments for some entertainment. So with that all said, 
Welcome to episode 21 of the Home Design Academy podcast. I thank you so much for being here. And I want just want to say, if there's anything that I can ever help you with, whether it's a question about architecture, whether it's a question about design, whether it's a question about construction, or if you just don't know how to get started, just send me an email. You can email me at homedesignacademy at n3architecture.com. Once again, that's homedesignacademy at n3architecture.com. That goes right into my personal inbox. You're not subscribing to anything. There's no email list or anything. It's just a direct email, and I will answer it. So go ahead, hit me up, send me an email, and uh, you know, let me know how I can help you. So today we're going to be talking about sustainable forestry, and there is a big concern out there, especially people who are not educated in the topic. There's a big concern about deforestation. And this is more true for countries that don't have regulations or that have very loose regulations. And so the concern is not just about cutting down the trees, but it also extends to the ecosystems and the habitats that you are found within the forests. And of course, this all relates to climate change. And so there's a report by the Worldwide Fund for Nature that estimates the amount of wood cut down throughout the world is expected to triple by 2050. So just think about that. The amount of wood that's being cut down now, the amount of forests that are being cut down now, by 2050, that amount will be tripled. So we need to take action. We need to plan accordingly and implement these sustainable forest practices. So the State of the World's Forest 2020 report notes that since 1990, over 420 million hectares of forest have been lost through conversion to other land uses, even though the actual rate of deforestation has decreased. So, and this doesn't even take into account over the 100 million hectares of forests that are lost due to fires and pests and diseases and droughts and invasive species. In 2019 alone, the tropics lost 30 football fields worth of trees every single minute. 30 football fields of trees every minute. So if we're losing that much forest and I'm telling you that the deforestation has actually decreased where, other than fires and, and, and pests and diseases, where is all this deforestation coming from? Well, the number one contributor to deforestation right now is the increase in agricultural and livestock. And so this is the most significant cause of deforestation today. And the amount of space needed for the expansion of those industries just continues to grow. And that's going to continue to grow even more as the world's population grows. But this isn't a podcast about agriculture and livestock. And I don't, I don't uh, assume to know even the first thing about those industries. So let's switch to talking about this in terms of architecture and buildings and the environment. Even with deforestation, buildings constructed of wood have far less impacts on the climate than buildings constructed from concrete, brick, or steel. The resources needed to refine, produce, and transport the concrete and the steel are astronomical. 
Wood, however, is the only renewable structural material. So the good thing that is with wood buildings, the trees can be replanted. Wood is a true, sustainable, and renewable product. But the goal is to be smart about how the trees are cut down, how the forest is allowed to regrow, and how new trees are planted and continuing that life cycle. Unlike coal and stone, which have limited quantities, and oil, again, limited quantities, if sustainable forestry management is carried out, we may have wood available for our use forever. Wood also has a very low amount of embodied energy. And embodied energy is the sum of all of the greenhouse gas emissions attributed to it throughout its life cycle. That includes the harvesting and the refinement and the processing and the manufacturing and even the delivery. So embodied energy accounts for all of that. And wood is by far the lowest for all the building materials. Wood requires an absolute minimum amount of energy to process. When it comes to wood's use in buildings and construction, recycling also plays a big role in the sustainability. So as buildings are demolished or waste material from new construction is gathered and separated, these waste wood products can then be reused and manufactured and reused into plywood and OSB and particle board and any other composite wood products that have become very popular over the past 10 or 15 years. And whenever new wood is specified on a project, whether that's lumber for rough framing or even uh, wood for finished carpentry. So whenever this new wood is specified at a project, at a minimum you want to make sure that it's certified by the Forest Stewardship Council, the FSC. And so the FSC is an independent nonprofit organization that promotes responsible management of forests worldwide. This is not just a, a United States thing. This is worldwide. So This certified wood will come from sustainably managed forests. And it prevents damage to the ecosystems. It prevents uh, prevents damage to watersheds and enhances wildlife. And so this certified wood, you'll know it's certified because it will have the FS seal uh, attached to it, whether it's attached to the wrapping or to to the product data or whatever. There are currently over 380 million acres of forests that are FSC certified worldwide. Now, unfortunately though, this only accounts for about 30% of the world's forest production being certified. So there is obviously a great opportunity for improvement there. But even with that, wood is the one and only building material that's completely derived from a sustainably managed resource with oversight from a third party certification. So think about that for a second. Not steel, not concrete, not glass, not any other building material. Wood is the only product that has that third-party certification. And this is important. This is important for the future of our planet. This is important for the future of the wood industry. This is important for the ecosystems and everything. It's all tied together. So this third-party certification, this FSC certification, is critical to the building industry. It's critical to humans. 
And I think the construction industry itself has done a, a decent job of promoting sustainable forestry. I mean, there's always room for improvements. And the real challenges, though, come from the deforestation that are not related to construction. As I mentioned before, the agricultural, the the livestock industries, and, and countries that um, go in and, and cut down forests without this sort of third-party regulation and without a plan to regenerate the forest. That's where the real challenges come in. So in North America, both the U.S. and Canada, North America has more certified forests than anywhere else in the world. In North America, forest growth has actually outpaced harvesting for many, many decades. And private forest owners they have this vested interest in sustainable practices, which, you know, it makes sense, right? They want to plan for their long-term business, right? If they cut down all their forests and don't have a, a strategy for regrowing them, then they're out of business. So they have this, this interest in creating this sustainable forest practice. And so today, private forest owners will grow 40% more wood than they can actually remove. And from 1953... To 2011, the total forest growth has increased by 50%. So even though, I mean, this is, again, we're just talking about North America here. But even with the talk about deforestation and and uh, cutting down due to agricultural resources, in this time from 1953 to 2011, forest growth in North America has increased. So um, I guess if you're listening to this from another part of the world, and this is a topic that concerns you, I challenge you to step up. See what you can do to help. We all know that trees clean the air by absorbing the CO2. But did you know that even after it's been harvested, even after the wood has been harvested and manufactured, the wood continues to store that carbon throughout its lifetime? And then that carbon that was absorbed is never released back into the atmosphere. I mean, I guess if it's burned, it is. But if it stays as a wood product, it's never released into the atmosphere. All that carbon is absorbed and contained. And any anything that absorbs the carbon in that way is called a carbon sink. And so thinking of, of wood in construction, is it possible to use wood to decarbonize construction? So if buildings can become these carbon sinks and it's at a global level we have the potential to decrease the amount of carbon in the atmosphere by building new buildings or growing more forests and so um, this is such a huge topic that I can't even begin to imagine covering it in just one podcast episode. And there are so many different subtopics that we can get into as well, such as even in the, the architecture and design industry, such as products with CLT, which is cross-laminated timber, which is one of my favorite building materials that I've never got to actually build with yet, but someday, someday I'm going to get to. And I just wanted to take a second here to recognize some of the sources I used for this podcast. Um, Eduardo Souza uh, wrote an article that was published on Arc Daily in December 7th of 2020 titled, After All, Is Using Wood and Architecture Sustainable? And then I've got a lot of information for this podcast on 
um, the website thinkwood.com and they have many articles and many resources and many references. up another episode of the home design academy podcast i hope that you've learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way make sure you subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice please visit n3architecture.com for more information and please like i said at the beginning submit your questions to home design academy at n3architecture.com send me an email that comes directly to me to my inbox and i'd be happy to help happy to answer any questions that you have and maybe even turn your question into a podcast episode. So that's Home Design Academy at n3architecture.com. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next one.